0: Welcome back to the Nomi Key Show. We are doing our extended Patreon-only uh, panel with Josh Fox of Gasland and so many other movies that I don't want to go through right now because he only has five minutes. <laughs> and uh, Representative Chris Rav uh, from Pennsylvania, the 200th district, progressive representative. Okay, guys, so we were just talking about um, lobbying and the, the fracking industry and just how powerful they are. And of course, Kamala Harris uh, and her statement in last night's debate saying that, you know, Joe Biden is absolutely against fracking and she had to say that, or I'm sorry, for Not fracking. To, yeah. And she had to say it over and over and over and over again and put in a tweet, et cetera. Um, I couldn't help thinking, playing a little bit like six-dimensional chess here, I couldn't help thinking about 2016 when Josh Fox and I were on the platform committee and we were fighting with the Clinton campaign over fracking. And Josh kept, this is before Russiagate really started to pop up. And and, and Josh kept saying, you know, this is really about a geopolitical, remember the whole Russian reset with It's Hillary definitely
1: Clinton? still going on.
0: It's still going on and how... Putin was angry at Hillary because of this big fight in, in the Arctic over drilling for natural gas and like how it's all kind of played out. And, and, I, and I might have said that wrong, Josh, so please, you know, I would well, love for you to- Well, if I can
1: give a little backup, okay? So as the person who made the film Gasland, and in that film inspired movements and helped movements ban fracking all across the world. And where we were most effective were in the countries in Europe. Where we banned fracking in France, we banned it in the UK, we banned it in Scotland, we banned it in Ireland. However, we also banned it in Poland, Bulgaria and Romania. And a lot of that was the fact that there were pro-Russian forces pushing yeah. my film. Because Russia supplies natural gas to the Eastern Bloc, okay? Right. So Putin was using fracking as a, anti-fracking campaigns as a gambit against America, who was pushing fracking in those campaigns to end their dependency on Russia. Do you get this, right? Yes. So if Poland fracks, they don't need Russian gas. If B- Bulgaria fracks, they don't need Russian gas. And there was the Obama and ad, Biden administration- It was their energy
0: independence, essentially.
1: Pushing, right. The Obama and Biden were pushing fracking in those countries in places including- You named it the Ukraine, where conveniently enough, Joe Biden's son had a job working for a fracking company. This is not a conspiracy. This was American foreign policy, just for the record. Now what's happening is because it's not about banning fracking anymore. It's about banning all fossil fuels. It's about the Green New Deal, which is what the policy should have been then. Obama and Biden shouldn't have gone into Ukraine and Poland and said, we're going to develop wind. We're going to develop solar. We're going to develop everything so you can get off of Russian gas and be energy independent. That's what they should have said. That's what we're saying now. Right. And because that's what we're saying now, we're getting the attacks from ExxonMobil Mobil and Chevron and the Heritage Foundation and all the right-wing climate deniers. But we're also now getting attacks from the petrostate of Russia. So now Russia is attacking all of us and they're doing it through various ways. And you're seeing on RT, what used to be a very hospitable t- station to talk about anti-fracking views, right. is now, Russia today, the place where they're attacking all renewable energy.
0: So, and so I wanna... they're gonna
1: keep doing this. <coughs> so this is the geopolitics at work here, when, when in fact of the matter is when you push fossil fuels, you're yeah. pushing the fuels of tyranny, and you're f- pushing tyrants. Those tyrants could be George Bush. Those tyrants could be Vladimir Putin. They could be MBS. They could be all those. those are the, there could be Donald Trump. Fossil oh. fuels are the fuels of tyranny. The way out of that equation is a Green New Deal, which is why we have to keep pushing for it. And in a weird sort of way, there's a dog whistle in what Kamala Harris was saying. She was a double negative. We're not banning fracking. She didn't say Joe Biden is for fracking. Joe Biden is right, way in right. on fracking. Joe Biden loves fracking. She said, we're not banning fracking. There's a little bit of daylight there. There's a little bit of a dog whistle there saying, because at the platform committee, and just to round this out, what we did get on the platform committee in 2016 is exactly what's in the Biden plan now. We, I used the fracking ban as bait. They went nuts over it. We this, didn't, yeah. they were like, no, we're, no we're, not, we're not gonna ban it. We're not gonna ban it. And I said, all right, well, what about this? What if we ban fossil fuel infrastructure? What if we stop fossil fuel infrastructure, stop the power plants? And then we're like, oh, we could, we could talk about that. Yeah. And in fact, it's actually more important to stop the That was in
0: 2016.
1: And that's what's in the Biden plan now. So in fact, it's the same exact formula. We are still winning that debate
0: yeah.
1: at a policy level. Whether or not they say things that a political consultant tells them to do out of, you know, it, it's, it's up in the air. I don't actually know. I don't actually
2: know if there's more votes that's a good point. Oh Language matters, it's like I was yes. saying before. It's like right. the people right. say, I'm against gay marriage, but I'm for marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Right, right? It's, it's, words matter. And we, right. we often um, don't realize how powerful words are until our lives are at stake. And yep. we can yep. see how, through polling, we can say, get your government hands off of my social security, right? <laughs> right. Okay, right, sure. We, we, have to have, we have to be as good of communicators as we are with policy. And we also have to trust people that if we're talking in good faith and they're really open to listening, that we can communicate the most difficult and uh, controversial subject in ways that can connect with folks. And I have personal experience doing that because I'm talking to people about reparations. I'm talking about yeah. talking to old white people, yeah. old rich white people about reparations. And you know yeah. what? I'm having some really good conversations. And a lot of, my fo- a lot of folks who, who are pro reparations, who are black are saying, you're walking to a viper's net, what are you doing? I'm like, if you talk to people the right way, if it's in good faith on both sides, you're capable of so much. But if you just say, oh, well, those people are rural, they won't understand it. Or those people are conservative, they can't get it. It's not true. You gotta find the way to connect meaningfully and authentically. And that's the thing that people hate about politicians which is one of the biggest insults people ever say to me that you're a politician. I'm like, no, I'm a public servant. And the mm-hmm. difference is if you are a public servant, it's about, it's about the common good, it's about the commons. If it's, you're a politician, it's about self-interest. And when you speak inauthentically, you make it hard for the rest of us who are elected who take our jobs very seriously to do the right thing. And I can talk about the same issue from the same values perspective with any audience. Mm-hmm. and I will be able to connect with them. And it requires authenticity, it requires substance, and it also requires a respect for the people you're talking to because you have to listen as much as you talk. In fact, you need to listen twice as much as you talk. That's why you have two ears and one mouth. Right.
1: Yeah. So I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's nauseating to watch this talk. It's hard. It, it's but really but hard. You it feels like it, you're being crush in the stomach.
0: It's so interesting because like, I do think that there – whether we agree with the strategy or not, if it's the smartest, most inclusive, thoughtful, future-thinking strategy, if they're beholden to interests, if they're trying to ha- like push through progress while you know uh, maintaining th- these corporate interests, I don't know what their strategy is, but and there's geopolitics geopolit- in mind here too. Um, the language has become the vehicle, though, of the this this this, this three-dimensional trust that's happening, and so I'm. I kinda of wanna pivot a little bit because I I was wondering I'm wondering what's going on right now. Now that we're on Patreon I can be a little bit more explicit. I'm really wondering what's going on right now with some people on the left who are ganging up on each other. And Josh, like you've experienced this. I mean Quite like crazy you this have last built- month, yeah. Yeah, Chris, you build coalitions, but you know I think there are a lot of folks who are angry about losing the election, uh, you mean the Bernie Sanders election, angry that Biden's representative. And so some of that is natural and some of it is now a vehicle of folks who really are there to disrupt actual progress, whether it's actual big thinking policies or progress in that we have a very specific strategy that is extremely complicated, multidimensional and might even be impacted by foreign interests um involving fracking and and josh like he's been targeted a lot lately um uh but i you know i was watching the debate last and i just thought for a second i was like why, why are some environmentalists ganging up on each other right now um and and i don't know
1: that that environmentalists are ganging up on each other i think what's actually happening is there are people who are posing as folks who care about the environment. Okay, so,
0: so, so, so let's clarify this because I, I, Chris, I have a question. I know it's not specific to you, but yeah. I do have a question that relates sure. to that. So, Josh, you know, Michael Moore and you are fighting right now. Michael Moore put out this, this movie, he produced this movie um, that challenges all of the big ideas, uh, fossil fuel independent ideas that, that you have put forward. and. yeah. And what I think is really unusual about this moment in particular is, like, Michael Moore in two thousand sixteen, he sounded the alarms that Hillary Clinton might lose, and he's right. Um, and he's doing that again now with Biden. But like, I don't, I don't really. Michael see Moore that.
1: is a person who cares about one thing and one thing only, which is attention for Michael Moore, um, and that's the sad fact. And. I, uh, I have idolized Michael Moore in the past. I've loved his films in the past. His, his I make first-person documentaries in very much um, a way that is made much easier by the fact that he set a, a precedent. Unfortunately, Michael Moore is fast and loose with the truth, um, and that has been the hallmark of his entire career. The difference in this movie with the last movie, a uh, bunch of movies, is there were lots of inaccuracies in the other movies. But it wasn't as if it was appearing within a scientific debate that was happening among a scientific community, right? When you put out a paper that says the coronavirus is not contagious for three months, and then all of a sudden your science is wrong and you yeah. didn't get it peer reviewed, the scientific community comes out and goes, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. that is not peer reviewed and you have to retract it because it's not right. So Michael Moore did the equivalent. He put out a movie which challenged the science on renewable energy, and he failed to get it peer-reviewed. In fact, when there were peer reviews for his film, people said, this is wrong. The science is wrong. Well, guess what? He put it out anyway. He made a huge mess. He divided the movement. He got a huge amount of attention for himself, but it was the scientific and journalist community who came out and said, listen, your, your, your research is wrong. It's completely wrong. The entire premise of your film is wrong. Michael Moore is a very specific case.
0: Why? No, my question is, okay, I get that. Why would he do it? Yeah, it just... His last movie bombed. No, so, no, but there's echoing. If his last movie Bond or not, it does. There's a lot of movies Michael Moore could come out with right now. I just think that the timing of this all is really not helping. And there, and there are leftists who are echoing this right now on on the news. They're, well, I've they're had putting him on our New York Times.
1: There have pe- heard people but, at the New York Times tell me that to them Trump is an ATM. I mean, like, they're selling more newspaper. You know, look, yeah. I'm not that guy. You know. I, I, I don't know if that's true. I don't want to throw cast aspersions. What I'm trying to say is that in, in a, I have an insight into Michael Moore's personality because I know him. I've known him for a long time. And he has that, deep, that flaw, that deep character flaw, which is that he's a complete megalomaniac. He's the same as Donald Trump. I'm sorry. He is the same as Donald Trump. He will do and say anything in front of a camera to get on the camera again. It is absolutely heartbreaking. But it's an addiction, just like every other addiction. When you see a person who's an alcoholic, do you blame yeah. them? When you see a person who's, who's addicted to social media, do you blame them? Michael Moore's addicted to that level of addiction.
0: Okay, okay. So, so mean, that's mean, I, I wanted trait. to use this as an what example, has happened, Yeah, what I think happened, we're getting though, sidetracked. I think,
1: I think, as a result, the very smart people at the Russian propaganda machine seized on this rift and said oh wait a minute now we have some small credibility in saying that renewable energy doesn't work let's demoralize everybody let's take the wind out of the movement for 100 percent renewable energy on your bill and all the people who believe in it and say it's not true the reason why i fought back against that film was not because i give it crap about michael moore it's because i had young organizers 18 year old 25 year old people who were really inspired by all the work that we did to create 100 percent renewable energy and all that I, the, all the campaigning say oh my write me in the middle of the night oh my god i'm so depressed oh my god i didn't know this was true oh my god i can't believe yeah. it's all a lie. i said it's not true
0: yeah. <laughs> I so, had so to with, write
1: out about it you know
0: we're at this critical moment right in the movement There's a critical moment where people could lose their energy, uh, divide, be conquered and there are a lot of interests interested in in dividing the left whether it's neoliberal oh, interests yes. or foreign interests or fossil fuel industry of different entity and of different governments. So, I mean, rep rep, you're there on the ground like working bills, trying to push bills through and you are you are in the front lines of seeing this propaganda through lobbying, through media, through constituents who come in through whatever it is. I mean, this is the firing squad is aimed at you (laughs) as a progressive. And, and, and I can imagine it's, it's extremely frustrating. So, I mean, do you, are you seeing like similar sort of takes, like how how people getting divided and and confused over what bills to get behind, like bills that seem to be more progressive versus bills that are maybe a little Mm, bit less progressive, but might actually be more um, more realistic and passing. I mean, are you s- seeing these pathways? Are folks trying to push them through to you?
1: We we are seeing people trying to divide the left, and it's a yeah. constant thing. And and what I will say, RT did very very successfully is they created credibility for a number of people on the left, who then now are uh, doubling down on the fact that renewable energy doesn't work. It's a bait and switch. Okay. All
0: right, Josh. Um, Thanks for joining for the After Show. There's I, listen, so much more Nomi, to discuss. this is
1: so complex. And yeah. uh, what I want people to know is this, really simple. Renewable energy works. When you see people trying to divide the left, don't go for it. We've got to work towards this Biden climate plan. It's a great plan. There's a lot of amazing stuff in it. It's light years beyond what anything we've ever seen from a political candidate in, a, in this position about to win the presidency. We have to keep that enthusiasm going. We have to double down, and we have to. Keep, we can't let. Because I think what Kamala Harris is doing by saying we're not going to ban fracking is actually trying to divide the right. Yeah. They're trying to divide the right. They're trying to say, whoa, well, maybe we could do this. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the that's politics. You, you know, you see them trying to divide the left. Don't fall for it. You see them yeah. trying to divide the right. Understand the dog whistle is coming back to us here, which is not. We're not banning fracking, but we're not saying rah rah rah. Let's frack America, which is what you know, which is not in their plan. Biden is saying they want to ban fracking on public lands for day one, which is what's in their power to do. And the rest of it is, is there to dismantle that whole system. So
0: why would any supposed leftist be against the Green New Deal? Why?
1: So this, oh, well, I think there's something fishy going on there. Why would Tulsi Gabbard be talking about Project Veritas? Who's behind that? It's mystifying to me. And I don't know that we have heard the end of that story.
0: And I also you know haven't I mean? heard an argument as to why they would be against it. So it's one thing to be against it, but if you this, can't Lee argue Camp, why, let me say that's this. a question. And I
1: don't want do, to incur the wrath even further of these people, <laughs> but um, I invited Lee Camp, who's on RT, right? Yeah. To a rally to speak at Standing Rock because I thought his work was cool. And, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute, this guy's on RT. And I wrote to him, and I wrote him a note. We had a couple of exchanges just about policy and stuff. This is and it. I wrote him a note, the 2016. I said, "Hey, man, uh, you're doing great stuff, but you're completely delegitimized by the fact that you're on RT, <laughs> that you're on Russia Today, Putin's propaganda channel."
0: Literally, pay, I mean, it's paid for by for for the folks who don't yeah. know. It's actually paid for funded by, by the Russian government, Putin. which is Putin. for, for
1: yeah. sure. He never. It's wrote not. Me.
0: It's not. It's not communist. Never Russia. wrote me Let's back. Just be very clear. This isn't like leftist Russia. This is Putin. Putin and his Putin. oligarchs. Oh,
1: right. It's not like. Um, That'd be like yeah, if like, Trump had
0: a TV channel and his best friends Bukharin had
1: a TV channel. And, and, and Lenin here. It's yeah. Putin, Russia. <laughs> okay. This is Putin's channel in America, RT. Yeah. Just in many ways as CNN and MSNBC are the DNC's channel, right? Sure. But it's Putin's money. I said, look, you're delegitimized by, by showing this agenda. Um, these are the people who are attacking the Green New Deal, these are the people who are not answering the phone when you call them. So there there's something fishy going on there. And it's it's very true that uh that type of um media warfare has mm-hmm. been going on forever and ever and ever. There's propaganda on the left, center, middle, saying, right, all over. Propaganda everywhere.
0: We yeah. know like cuz so, that's the well, responses. Well, but there's propaganda everywhere, Josh. Why But we can have two thoughts at the same time in our heads.
1: But right? the, but the thing is that those people are not really the left, right? It's you asked really the question. Right. Yeah. RT, you asked the question, like, what did, what did RT do? They were really smart. They hired Ed Schultz when he didn't have a job with MSNBC because centrist MSNBC fired all the lefties, right? Mm-hmm. Who did they fire? Ed Schultz. Who did they fire? Larry King went on RT. At Larry King got picked up by RT. He was on RT for a while, I was I on of.: yeah. yep. You and I are not on MSNBC anymore, right? Well, we're also not, not, not on CNN it. anymore. We're not getting on anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, as many times as I'm late night emailing with Chris Hayes about fracking, I'm still not getting on the show. <laughs> the truth is this, that, um, like, you know, those people are not left. They may be, they, they, or rather the, the, mount, the microphone is not left. Yeah. They may be fulfilling the role that that station wants them to fulfill. Like, for example, like when I mentioned my documentary, which was Radical Protection of the Environment, ban fracking, Gasland, in America it was an extraordinarily important tool. In Eastern Europe it was used by Russia to stop American fracking interests, Exxon Shell Chevron, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: BP, European fracking interests from going into the Eastern Bloc. Now, I don't have control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, I then woke up though and said, you know what, I'm not going on RT anymore. I've just, they've, been call- they've called me up until six months ago when I finally said, listen, guys, I'm not going on the channel anymore. I haven't been going on this channel for two years. Stop calling me. I'm not coming on." And they were all like, oh, you know, but I'm just not going to do it, you know? Because it's, I'm serving somebody. I don't, I'm not in control of their agenda.
0: And devil's advocate, I mean, you know where I stand on this. Devil's advocate is, well, they why would you go on CNN, which also, puts forward yeah. an MSNBC, which puts forward Bush uh, administration officials who are pushing forward their own propaganda. Listen, I have a lot of criticism over platforming folks sure. who have an agenda to hurt people, sure. whether it's Joe Rogan putting white supremacists on or MSNBC putting and, and I don't want to hear people, yep. people keep saying, well, Joe Rogan's not a, a media network. Actually, he is. He is. He, he works for Spotify. He puts me yeah, a hundred million dollars. Million he just Spotify. doesn't have the news stamp on it. He might be a comedian, but that's what makes it more dangerous. If you go back to the worst form of propaganda in 1933, you know what you'll find? They were comedians. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Once I did my episode, all these people started sending me uh, uh, history, and I it's it's dangerous you have to it's understand the pathway is a to like,
1: like so 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 i'm not a comedian michael morris is a comedian i'm not a comedian um i'm not but <laughs> but i think what we have to do is look to the science right yeah. the bottom line here is in this moment the climate plan of joe biden was written by aoc bernie sanders sunrise movement and the biden campaign okay mm-hmm. In that document is the inherited struggle of the 10 years of the anti-fracking movement, of the all the negotiations of the Platform yep. Committee, of all the education that has happened from the climate movement since 25 years. That's a big deal. Right. That's why the fossil fuel industry and the petro-state that supports the, that industry or is that industry is so afraid of them.